You know what, Kyler? When uh, when shit is really bothering me, um, I've got in my back pocket two strategies, or shall we say, two places I can go. Actually, three places. Oh, but what? But uh, one of one one of those is the third one is mushrooms. Ah, uh, um, sure. And that on, that only happens Always once every two. Always in his two back days. pocket. Yeah, don't tell the cops that. No, um, that, and that only happens once every two to three weeks, and you know it's it's not legally sanctioned in the state of Nebraska, so I don't really have a ton to say about that. I think it's um, still come, only. Uh, I think it's still only uh, Colorado that has it on the books probably. legal to probably. like grow, but you can't sell it. It's weird. Please continue. So you have you yeah. have you have. Three, but actually two, but actually three, three but actually places. You but can actually, go. exactly. You you read my mind there. Uh, yeah, no, no. Every everyone's got their toolbox, or you know, everyone has their places of refuge or methods of refuge, and so I've got mine. So um, the the first one, if I'm at home, which I which is very fortunate for me that I work at home, um, like you. Um, that yes. I can do almost any time. Actually, it's a regular part of my day and it's regularly scheduled. So your dad always, 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 always talks about Renaissance time and he teaches it um, as like one of the most core parts of absolutely everything he does. And I like that. And I think it's very good. And I think it's very important. I know it's changed a lot of people's lives. So I, what I do is what I call one hour unplugged. I think mm. you and I've talked about this. Um, and sometimes I like to call it truth dump. Um, and very simply, uh, I just, I literally walk downstairs and I unplug the little, the uh, external internet cable connection on my Wi-Fi router just to make mm-hmm. the Wi-Fi useless to me. And then I shut off my phone and I shut off my other electronic devices, except this, my, my MacBook here. Um, and I just pop open a text file and I start writing. So basically, you know, what's bugging me and what's rattling around and what needs to get called out. Um, and the reason mm. I use the Mac for this um, as you and I have talked about, is speed. Because there's all kinds of subtle stuff that's like racing by in my barely conscious brain. And I have to catch it because it's flying by really fast and I, and I want to write it down, you know. So it's what's bugging me? What am I worrying about? Um, what stuff am I scared of? What, what shit is there that I know is true that I'm not acknowledging? What am I refusing to admit to myself or any anything else? Any one of those is worthy fodder for, for just getting this out. you know. And what are the feelings and irritations and ideas that are just flashing by all the time? Because I don't know about anyone else's brain, but in my brain, that kind of shit is flashing by all the time. All the and again, time. The, key is, the key is speed. So that's why I use my MacBook Pro and not a paper journal. You could use a paper journal. I just don't because um, I don't write that fast. Um, so I call it one hour unplugged because 15 minutes is not enough to even begin to warm up the engine. Not for me anyway. Um, in fact, not even 30 minutes. It's usually somewhere between the 35 and 50 minute mark that we really start hitting pay dirt. Um, and you know, so again, what's, what, what's, what's rattling around underneath the surface and how am I, or how am I framing the world in a way that's not helpful or, I frame the world in a certain way, but I haven't been acknowledging that I'm framing the world in a certain way. Any and all of the above yeah. um, are different permutations of the basic question. Um, and I, I wrote this, I include, include this in my journaling all the time. I, I like to use the term close the gap. In other words, close the gap between what I'm feeling, what I'm thinking, what I'm saying, and what I'm doing at any given moment. You know, um, and 
so that becomes what I'm doing right here, right now. And so um, there's a very valuable PJ ism that I picked up when I coached with him years ago. Um, he said, suffering is a divided mind. Ooh. And that's vaguely hmm. and distantly connected to stuff that the Zen masters have said over the centuries. Um, and it's, it's his kind of shorthand. Well, it's shorthand for a lot of deeper stuff that he could unpack for you um, over long stretches of time. But, but, you know, what I said above earlier about like closing that gap between all those things um, basically captured it. So, you know, any, any stuff that your internal systems are fussing at you about, you get them to the surface, you call them out, you externalize them so that they're out in the open. So again, close the gap between what I'm feeling, thinking, saying, and doing at any given moment. And so if I'm doing it right, then as I journal and as I'm writing stuff, I'm, you know, all of the above become the exact same thing. In other words, I'm writing exactly what I'm saying and I'm saying exactly what I'm thinking about and I'm thinking about exactly what I'm feeling, if that makes sense. So that's yeah, what I mean that by makes close, a lot of sense. Absolutely. Close the gap. So most and days that's this, why speed is so important. Exactly. Because you yes. just have to get all of it out. And if it's all impressional and it's all just flash moments that are just catching through your mind, it's like, no, that has to like if 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 I don't catch that, it's never coming back, at and least until a and, very inconvenient time. And it's changing every 10 seconds. Oh, yeah. Right? Oh, yeah. And so. Yeah, so most days this little one-hour unplugged or this truth dump, it just kind of cleans out my head, and then and then I can go about the rest of the day with a whole bunch more clarity, you know, and the sure. static is gone and the noise is gone, you know, and I can deal with stuff without distraction. So that's my strategy number one. Um, strategy number two is something I have to – requires structural discipline in my life, and it's something I have to make – I mean, the other one does, but this one does too in a different way um, – some I have to make room for literally hours in advance and a lot of days it doesn't happen, but I can explain. So um, I learned over the last 10 years that, that so much of the shit that you're terrified about, you're not even aware of it. Mm. Um, at least not in your waking hours, mostly because you've shoved it down and out of the way, you know, so you could go do an ayahuasca retreat, let's say, yes. <laughs> and you could have it come to the surface that way. I know people mm -hmm. who've done that. Um, and, uh, you know, um, other psychedelics could probably bring that to the surface, but that could get expensive. And also, it's not technically sanctioned in the state of Nebraska. I may have mentioned that. Yeah. Um, but uh, very often, one of the only places it's going to show up is when you dream about weird shit. Hmm. Right. You know, and you have yeah. yourself a nice little string of anxiety dreams there in the middle of the night or early in the mornings. Um, and you know, so the stuff you dream about, it can alert you to it. It alerts me to it. Um, and so one of the things I found is when I wake up in the morning is mostly because of the skills I learned from PJ EB is that I figured out ways that I can like wake up, remember what I've dreamed and kind of face those terrors and anxiety things and process them right there in bed, you know? And so getting sure. to bed early enough you know, that's a big if, um, but if I got enough sleep and I'm waking up naturally at an early enough hour, then I have time and I can stay under the covers, just literally just doing nothing except processing images and anxieties and stuff from dreams and, and so on. 
And mm. what I what I find kind of similar to the to the one hour unplug thing is that the first thirty minutes is not necessarily all that fun, but somewhere between thirty five and fifty minutes, things start to things start to come loose and change. Wow. Um. You know. So what's bugging me? What am I seeing? What? Who are the people that showed up? You know, images and sounds and feelings, old archetypal fears, all that stuff. Um, and just there in bed, it's almost, I mean, I'm not moving. I'm not doing anything. It's just eyes closed. I'm just like gently going up and like tiptoeing up to this little anxiety and tapping on it again and again and just seeing what it does to me. And like mm. I said, somewhere in the 35 to 50 minute time stretch, something will yield and things will get a little more vulnerable, a little more dissolvable. And eventually they're like, mm, I think that one's kind of dissolved away now. And it's not hmm. a big deal anymore. Um, so the best the best hour for this, I, I discovered, like literally the best hour of the entire week, it turns out, is Monday mornings. Monday um, mornings. And has been for years. Um, especially where work-related stuff comes up. Um, I think part of the reason for that is because I had a whole weekend to decompress and be thinking about completely other unrelated stuff. And now on a Monday morning, it's sort of moving back into my awareness and it's fresher and sharper and more acute. And so I can poke at it and get results more easily. Absolutely. Um, so. I, I texted your dad a couple weeks ago and, and, and I said, so consistently over the last several years, my very best renaissance time has always been in bed in the early morning, silently processing wicked problems before I even pull the covers off. And he replied to me and he said, I do that too, but mostly it's a lack of will to get out of bed. <laughs> yeah, he added a little smiley face. Um, that's, that's pretty good. And, and I, I said, well, you know, it, what's funny, and this is true, if I get out of bed, I ruin it because it's like my oh. most fertile headspace of the day. Mm. And so capitalizing on it takes a certain kind of discipline. Like it may sound strange that it would take discipline to stay in bed. <laughs> no, but I, in a sense, I, I know does. exactly what you're talking about. As soon as I'm actually awake, I get up as soon as I possibly can. If I'm okay. a, if I've decided, okay. And and the the sign I don't I've learned to never check the time when I'm in bed. When you wake up, I in the do not. Okay. I do not check the time when I when I don't actually intend to be awake anymore. I do not check the time. I don't want to know if it's three thirty, five thirty, two thirty, whatever. Right? If mm -hmm. because then if I know what time it is, then I know how many hours I have of sleep left. And then I okay. start thinking about how many more hours of sleep I need to get for me to feel like a okay. real human being. And then I just get all wrapped up in my head. Oh. It's like, oh, Kyler, go back to sleep. You have three more hours. You have you have two hours and 45 minutes. You have two hours and 30 minutes. And then yeah, it spirals. I do that. Like, stop, stop. like, don't check your phone. I do that. When, when I feel like it is appropriately light out, I will check mm -hmm. what time it is. And then get out of bed. Of course, it's the middle of December, and you're like, holy shit, it's 8.30. Oh, no. Oh. Well, at least we're coming out of that now. Um, yeah. But, I, yeah, yeah. You, couldn't, you couldn't pay me to stay in bed. <laughs> well, yeah, and, and the challenge is, of course, get to bed early enough. Oh, yeah. And be doing all the other, having have 
all the other disciplines in your life under control, including your eating and your consumption of sugars and all that kind of stuff, so that you can get a decent night's sleep, so that when you get up in the morning, it's a you're doing the good process. It's all and just so, too yeah, sensible. In my case, what's that? It's just too sensible, I Brian. I know, I know. Like, like that makes perfect sense. And why on earth would I do anything that <laughs> sensible? Well, we usually don't, and that's the challenge. <laughs> but yeah, solving I solving wicked problems before I get out from under the covers. So when the going gets tough, the tough go to bed. Yeah, I li- <laughs> I can't beat that. That's fantastic. Cool. Uh, that's we got so good. one more, and it's and it's tomorrow, and uh, I'll let that be a surprise. Um, but this will be fun. It'll be fun to wrap it up. So I will see you then, sir. I will see you then. Mm-hmm.